Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. Well, good morning. We're live. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Welcome, welcome. welcome. So we got a weird title today. I can't uh, can't help but think people are wondering what in the world's going on. So yeah. uh, fear and jealousy in Las Vegas, which is a play on a movie title, but uh, we're going to be talking about a movie people probably shouldn't see. Probably not. Yeah. I've never actually watched it. Somebody recommended it. I got a ways into it and decided it just wasn't for me. So I've um, never seen it. it. It was very odd. And, and, and we're not in Las Vegas today. Like that title could work if we were broadcasting. On location, but we're not. No, the reason that uh, we did that, David, was because today is... It's Cody's birthday. Your son's birthday. He's in Las Vegas. He turns 27. He's in Las Vegas. So I kind of had Vegas on the brain this morning. And we couldn't come up with a good title for our topic today. but uh, And it just sounded cool. But we are going to be talking about uh, the fact that God says he's a jealous God in the Bible. And also, the Bible tells us that we're to fear God. And those are two things that I think people struggle with. So we'll we'll jump into that in a bit. But... Before that, two things that are going on in Vegas. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or or not. Fear and jealousy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That should be. And Cody's birthday. So. And yeah. Cody's birthday. Yep. How are you guys doing you this know. week? Anything exciting in the Thompson or the Carpenter life? Yeah. Lindy's yeah. right at where I'm ready to have a granddaughter. So. Yeah. And then, which means that when she goes in, that me and Carrie get uh, Lincoln for however long, a couple days maybe. So. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy, pretty exciting. But we're ready. Yeah, super excited. Second we're grandchild. All, yeah, we're ready. We're That's ready. Pretty cool to see her and hold her and love on her. So, yeah, ready to go. Yeah. That's Sweet. it. That's Nothing cool. else going on in our world. Yeah, we we had we had the grandkid uh, from Sunday through today this week. So Grace and Hudson came and stayed with us while Jordan was out of town working. So had the grandkid every night. Yep. Yeah. Not a bad cool. deal. No. Did you get up in the middle of the night and take care of him and stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. No, he, he pretty much sleeps through the middle of the night. Is he crawling yet or what? Not yet. What the heck? He's well, he's, he's only five months. Yeah. Kick. Yeah. Over six. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, anywho, what was going on in the Maxwell house? Oh, not much. My, my daughter, uh, Kayla. Dr- Maxwell house. Maxwell get house. It? Oh, Maxwell house. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Takes me back to my childhood. <laughs> That's uh, people were mean with that name. You've never heard yeah. that before, have yeah. you? Yeah, coffee grounds. Yeah, and, yeah. I won't go into all of the. No, we the, won't the, say the, puns, the actual punchline. But did they yeah. call you Maxwell House? Yeah, that one too. Yeah. And then yeah, there was other. I'm not even going to go. The yeah, no, kids I, are mean and creative. I, I can you, imagine. You can imagine. That's, yeah, yeah. Not going there. Uh, anyway, Kayla's driving <laughs> from Seattle today to come hang out with us. So one of my nieces is getting married to uh, Zach. Yeah, the, the guy that you, the family you know in Prineville, right. they're getting married this weekend. So, so it basically makes us distant cousins of some sort, right? Probably. <laughs> <It seems> like <laughs> yeah. every month you have a some kind of niece or someone somewhere getting married in your family. Seems like a, yeah. Yeah. we got a lot of family. Yeah. Yes, you do. Yeah, and yeah. another one just had a baby a couple of days ago too. So yeah, yeah. lots going on. And, and you're you're going to the wedding? Yeah, it's in uh, Powell Butte. Okay, at the community center there, yeah. I believe. So, all right. Yeah, that's yeah. Saturday. So yeah, <laughs> so we get to see my daughter. Yeah. Well, when you meet my buddy Aaron, tell him hi. From Chad. Yeah, we'll do. <laughs> Wait, who's Aaron? 
He's the dad of Zach. Ah. So that my niece is marrying somebody, that, a family member, like a family in Prineville that he's known for years. Gotcha. Like, yeah. So Zach's dad, Aaron, he and I, we grew up together. Our birthdays are only a couple of days apart. So like we had birthday parties together when we were kids. And gotcha. His folks were friends with my folks, like kind of lifelong family friends. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. All right. Let's jump in, I guess. We have a new governor, too. <laughs> oh. I know we all wanted to talk about that, so. I didn't see the final result. That was, that is, was is the it, closest I've ever. Is it official ever. yet? Because the last I, I read, the, the I, Associated Press hadn't called it yet. I don't think it's called, but I think it's Oregonian pretty much called, called it. at this point. But, yeah, close. I mean, yeah, amazing how close it was. Yeah, so. I think the last time I looked, it was maybe less than two percentage points yeah. in the split. Conservatives must, might once again in Oregon say, wow, maybe maybe I should vote next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long that, like, our, we know our vote don't, doesn't count. So, like, right. people, you know, yeah. Yeah, it was a weird night. Uh, I, I don't normally tune into those shows. Did you tune in? A little bit, just to see, and it's it was just kind of reinforced how biased both both, both sides are, and just kind of like they, they have their own little echo chambers that yeah, they. Right. Um, I don't know. It was a kind of a depressing night. Reinforces why you don't want to belong to either one of them. Just just the the, <laughs> the state of kind of the way things are right now, and and it just again a good reminder that. Um, uh, we have a God who is in control on his throne, working out his plan and purpose. And it was encouraging just to remember that yeah. we don't have to get totally caught yeah. up or, de- or depressed when things don't go our way or whatever, yeah. that, you know, God is really accomplishing what he wants to, yeah. and even yeah. though it's just a weird time in our country. Yeah, his vote will count yeah, no, ma- no right. matter what. There will be no, you know, voting fraud with, with God's vote. Right. So he knows yeah. what he's doing with that stuff. On, on a positive note, we have a comment from Brandon saying, y'all look too young to have grandkids. Ah. So thanks, Brandon. We'll take that. All right. Who's Victorino? Yeah. That dude gets on here? I guess. What do you, don't you have? Did well, you get the new Call of Duty or something? He's, he's, multi, he's multitasking. <laughs> he works for home and, and uh, you know, yeah. tunes in. So That's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, appreciate that comment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, I have six grandkids right now. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. Pr- but you're old. I mean, me well, and Chad. You're are way older young. than me yeah. and David. Me and yeah. Chad are too young to have grandkids, but you're <laughs> yeah, you're about right. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes sense. How's you your back are... feeling, by the way, old man? <laughs> Gee, you guys are just jealous. Not, well, <laughs> that's my segue into get off this topic and move <laughs> yeah. on to the next. <laughs> okay. How's that? Let's talk about Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> no, the 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 subject we're going to talk about. Um, I already mentioned, but. Um, two things that I think people struggle with when they when they see it in the Bible and almost kind of just ignore that it's there and move on because they don't really know what to do with it or they downplay it into some weird explanation just to kind of um, get get rid of the we give it a new definition yeah yeah get rid of the uncomfortable kind of mm-hmm. thing that happens there but but I think these are both things that if, if understood correctly um, glorify God and and just you know cause us to worship Him even more and so there there's there are things that are worth talking about that I think. Um, people, when they understand it correctly, will hopefully come around on, and that would be my kind of mm-hmm. my hope for this. So, um, I'm going to just start by praying, uh, Father. Pray that uh, today, as we talk about these things, that you are magnified, and that, that people uh, actually worship you and who you are and how great you are. So, give us wisdom as we talk about these things, and we ask it in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. So, uh, the idea of jealousy um, in regards to God comes up in, in Exodus chapter 20. When he says, you shall have no other gods before me, you shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness or anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. It's pretty specific as far as where he's, you know, just covering everything that could possibly be. And he says, you shall not bow down to them or serve them for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God. Uh, We have an example in Psalm 78 where uh, the Israelites provoked God to anger by setting up 
idols in the high places, and it says they moved him to jealousy with their idols. And then in Exodus 34, 14, it actually comes right out and says, um, for you shall worship no other God for the Lord, whose name is Jealous. He is a jealous God. So the, he even says, my name is Jealous, which is an interesting thing to think about. And, and the, you know how the, there's like El Shaddai and those right. kinds of words. This is Elkanah, um, or some people say Elkanah, but it, it literally means Jealous God. Mm-hmm. Um, so first question I guess I'll just ask you guys is, is, is that just kind of like the Old Testament? God, has God relaxed that view now? And, and that was just kind of the way he was then and no, no longer that way now? I think that's what people want to do. Obviously, the question to that would be, <laughs> no, he has not relaxed that view. No. So, so why is it hard for us to, to imagine God is jealous? Because we don't, we don't usually do it right. So, um, <laughs> so, so, so I think it, it's one of those words that just has a negative connotation to it, right? When we think about it and when we use it in regards to us. So, um, yeah, I think that's why. We look at it and mm-hmm. apologize for him or change the definition or say, oh, that's not really that Hebrew word. It's really this one. And it's like, nah, he's, he's jealous. But yeah. Yeah, that was just exactly the same thing. Like, yeah. we, we just don't do it right. Yeah. You know, our, our jealousy is um, tainted by sin, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, you, you read stories of, you know, people, a person murders somebody because of jealousy, right? Um, yep. You know, that's not the kind of jealous that God is. Like God's yep. jealousness is, is perfect. His desire for us is perfect. Yeah, yeah his jealousy is just and justified. Right. Where ours isn't right. either most of the time. Right, we mess yeah. it up. Yeah. It seems like it, it's a, there's kind of a, a narcissistic idea mm-hmm. of somebody who thinks it's okay to be jealous. Because, mm-hmm. again, when we think about ourselves and, and what we're like, um, and especially when you think about, you know, where does jealousy come from? And generally it comes from you're unhappy or you're angry that somebody else has something that you think you should have or that, that they um, have abilities that you think you should have and that you deserve to have. Right. And so they, they're kind of rooted in insecurity yeah. and pride. And it's kind of funny because I was even thinking about the model that we have as co-pastors here mm-hmm. and why that won't work in, in a lot of arenas. And it's for this very reason, because, right. because jealousy is real. Sure. And, and, you know, you, you're constantly kind of comparing yourself to other people. And, and if somebody's doing better than you, yeah. you know, it, it, makes you feel threatened and so uh, kind of our our view of jealousy is pretty ugly it's pretty bad and the difference with us like it it is very narcissistic like you know when it comes to us because we're not the only ones that exist like (laughs) like there's 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 (laughs) humans around us every day there's right but god is the only god like it's just it's just another you know validation that factors into the fact that he like there's no one like him. Right. Like there are no other gods. There's one, and so he has he has the market on these things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Where there's no narcissism involved, or you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, competition, um, because like he's well, that's it. what I was going to say. Like when we think, you know, jealousy is listed in Galatians five as, as one of the sins, along with a bunch of other gross sins. Jealousy is right in that mix. And when you think about the way we just described jealousy, can God be jealous in that way? Yep. Um, you know, does, does he wish he could be like somebody else or does he wish he had something somebody else had, or does he feel threatened? I mean, right. he's not, it doesn't not work with God because he's not like us. Right. Um, we yeah. Can't... For, for us, like jealousy is like, we're, we're usually envious of something that someone else has that we don't have. Right. So it's, it's, yeah. it's due to a lack. Yeah. And with God, it's not due to a lack. It's due to a right. Yes. He has the right because he is the owner of everything and there is nobody else that owns mm-hmm. it all. It's, yeah. it's his. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, can you think of anything? Is there a time when jealousy, you know, humanly speaking, is is okay? 
when it when it's not a sin can we think of examples of why don't you guys (laughs) (laughs) i mean is 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 it possible that that we can have a jealousy that that maybe is is right in a moment maybe but i don't know that well let's say let's like like maybe we could be angry uh angry once in a while where it's not a sinful thing maybe maybe we can also you right. know, pull it off with jealousy. And, and then once that's in a another while. thing with anger. Like God is not like us in that way. Right. God's anger is is right. Mm-hmm. You know, when when He's angry, uh, our anger is not right. Yeah. If you had a, let's say, let's say uh, some, so you got home today and and uh, there were some flowers on the counter for your wife from another. I thought guy. you were going to say something else. Like there's another man in your house. No, your we're not going to go that way. <laughs> oh, okay, we're just going to go. Flowers. I thought we were going to get crazy. No, let's just start with flowers. This escalated quickly. Yeah, let's see where it goes from flowers. <laughs> okay, but you go flowers. You, you come home. There's flowers on the counter from from a guy. Uh, to your wife mm. um that'd be okay no <laughs> no <laughs> no jealousy would because again this is this is your wife and and the same thing would be true of her you are her husband that you, you you belong to each other you, you there's ownership there um and and that's you know I, I guess when i think of the jealousy of god and especially when you think of the church and you know being called his bride it kind of makes sense. Um, makes a lot of sense. You know, and, and even with his creation, he owns yeah. his creation. He's yeah. the maker of these things. So that's different than the marriage, obviously. But right. but in both of those situations, like you guys already talked about, there's a right for God to, to feel the right. way he does and yeah. To, yeah. to want that. Yeah, and so when, when you even just think in the context of worship, right? We mm-hmm. talked about this a couple of weeks ago. We're all worshipers. I don't care if you're a believer, a non-believer, right. atheist. Yeah. I don't care what you are. We all worship because God Something has somewhere. created us to worship him but our worship has gone awry it's gone in every direction and so there again you have you know a perfect validation of a righteous jealousy because no nothing's worthy of worship apart from him not because of narcissism or anything like that that we talked about because of right because he alone is god yeah and so everything he's made is created to worship him but we don't you know it's romans one we run in different directions he's yeah there's a right jealousy you Mm -hmm. know so yeah, he's, uh, you know, I don't think we often, uh, you know, think of God as an emotional being sometimes. Sometimes people try to make him an impersonal being, and, you know, that kind of thing. We but, try to make him too much like us. C- correct. But he is, <laughs> I, you know, there is there is this element of God that you do see emotion no doubt. there. And and the idea that um, he, he he created us to enjoy relationship with him and, and to, to glorify him, those are things that we were made to do. And when we're not doing it, he has every right to, to want us to, Mm -hmm. you know, to do that. I think the other thing to keep in mind is we always try to attribute, you know, the way we relate on a human level to God, which we can't do because he's not human. But, but even thinking about God in in the triune aspect of God, it's, it isn't just, you know, this is three in one kind of a situation. And so um, that helps me sometimes when I think about the idea of people try to accuse him of narcissism and stuff, but, but you see that God wants the Son to be enjoyed and glorified. The Son wants the Father to be, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of in this triune right. relationship, which changes even the way we think about it, I think, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's kind of complicated, I guess, and hard to understand. But, but the bottom line is it's, it's right for God to, to feel this way and to want this. And, and because yeah. of that, ultimately, like, he, w- he will. Like, there's going to be a day yeah. when he's not jealous. Every knee on every end of the spectrum <laughs> will bow. And, and declare him as Lord and, and worship him willingly yeah. or unwillingly like he's he's going to get his due yeah. with that, you know. And, and false worship will cease to exist. Mm-hmm. Idols, yeah. idols will cease to exist, yeah. which is a cool and, thing. And his, his jealousy is <clears throat> it's for our good and for his glory. I mean, yeah. it, it's, you know, our highest good is that God, God is jealous for us, mm-hmm. right? That, that it benefits us, that he's jealous for us. 
I like there's other places where it talks about, like in Isaiah 42, where, um, you know, I, I won't share my glory with anybody else. And, and even in that train, the Trinitarian aspect, it makes a lot more sense. And yeah. I think the jealousy is, is the same type of thing. Piper said, God is the only being for whom jealous passion for his own glory is a supreme act of love. And it, and it really is. Um, we're precious to him and mm-hmm. he, and he wants, he, he wants relationship with us. That right. alone should just astound us that he wants that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> doesn't make a whole lot of sense that he would, right. especially when you think about what we're like. And yet he's, he's jealous for us. Sure. Um, which is cool. Uh, would you go so far as to say jealousy is actually an attribute of God? I'd never thought of it in that way before, but yeah. But if he's saying my name is jealous, it's 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 one of his attributes. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of weird to think about, but it's it's an attribute that should be worshipped and and glorified. You know, yeah. which is absolutely. So, so since he's gone on record, um, and he doesn't change, how does this affect our lives? Um, because he talks about like having other gods in our lives and things like that. And I, I don't know that we relate to that real well sometimes because I don't I don't have a desire to worship you know Zeus or, but. But ourselves are pretty rad. <laughs> right. <laughs> now that I can get behind. <laughs> well, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, as we think about, you know, just uh, objects of our of our worship, I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, Zeus or, or other kind of so-called gods. <laughs> like we can worship, you know, self. We yep. can worship career. We can worship relationships. Kids. Uh, kids. And wives. I mean, spouses. you name it. It's like yep. fill in the blank. We can worship anything. Yep, yep, right? yep. We can make anything an object of our worship. Our hearts are idol factories. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, you know, even good things like, you know, kids are good, family's good, relationships are good, spouses are good, careers are good. You know, God has given us these things. Um, but as Romans 1 talks about, that, that we, we get it backwards and we worship those things over and above the Creator, and that's where we, where we get it wrong. Exactly. Um, and so, again, God's jealousy for us in getting it right is, is ultimately for our good and an act of yeah. love on His part. Well, the cross is a result of, of that, right? right? Like it's kind of a, 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 an open response you know, to to his jealousy for us is yeah. um, that he he went ahead and took care of it that way. So yeah, yeah. I I just don't think people think about this um, in, in a way that I mean it should create worship in us and, yeah. and maybe more devotion, more loyalty. You know, when we understand the love he has for us and and the desire he has for us and and the other gods really don't don't compare. No. Um, but this is something he's serious about. You know, well, he's even, got, he's got you know, as record. Christians, we can still go sideways and pursue things all the time yeah. that we shouldn't. We can get off track, take detours. And it's it's pretty rad that um, when he pursues us and makes it hard, like when he puts <laughs> obstacles up. Yeah. And uh, and there's times when I clearly know it's him. And, I, you know, it's like, I can't believe you're doing this, you know. And it's a, re, it's a result of that, that jealousy um, um, in action of him basically, um, you know, correcting that which is wrong in me as a result of his yeah. jealousy for me. And it's like, gosh, it's just weird that I even matter to him like this. Well, and he would and, even and take the time to, you know, pursue me and, and throw up roadblocks and, right. you know. And if you go back to the human relationship of marriage, you know, if I wasn't jealous, if a guy was sending my wife flowers, if I, if I wasn't, you know, if I didn't care about that, yeah. what would that say about the way I feel about my wife? You know, and I'll tell you straight up, that would make me angry yeah. <laughs> and I would want to find that guy and say, Hey, this is my wife. Get your flowers out of here. Right. What right. would you do if you found it? I might just storm around the house and say some, you know, some choice words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm angry out of my mind. <laughs> I don't know what I would do, but maybe a, a strongly worded letter. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> anyway, when you think of God being jealous of us in that way, it's actually, um, it, it should cause us to just, be in awe of him again. Well, it is connected to a love. So, it's, yeah. it's connected to a value. 
Yep. Otherwise, it would cease right. to be jealousy. That, that's a good yeah. point to make. So, like, like it, it, like when you when you look at it for what it actually is, like um, that. That's obviously the right side of it. Yep. Of yep. jealousy is that oh, you actually find meaning and value right. in this thing. Otherwise, you would not. Yep. Be jealous over it. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. All right. Well, the next one that, that people stumble across when they read it is uh, this idea of um, the fear of God. And uh, Psalm 111.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. And then Proverbs 28.14, Blessed is the one who fears the Lord always. So, so this idea of fearing God is, is throughout the Bible. We see it everywhere. Why do people have a hard time with the idea of, of this? I think for the same reason that we, we take our fear and project that on God. And, and we just don't do fear very well. You know, it, it's like our jealousy, it's tainted by sin, and, and we're, we're fearful of the wrong things and for the wrong reasons. Yeah. And, and we tend to think that God is fearful like we're fearful. Yeah, and I think, I think actually what you just said, it, it's, uh, the, the reason why we have a problem with it is because it would be for the wrong reason if it's just this fear. It's like, oh, God yeah. is strong-arming me. Like, if I, if I don't love him and I don't obey him, then, like, he's, 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 he's going to put the hurt on me. Yeah. And so he's, he's forcing us. It's this unhealthy type of uh, draw to him rather than a loving draw to him. And I think that's why people have a problem with um, the fear of God. Yeah, because it I, makes them look like a tyrant or something. Yeah, if I yeah. were to, if I were to tell you guys, I want you to fear me, and I want my family to fear me, I want yeah. the church to fear me. Yeah. You know, if I if I had that kind of an attitude, I'd be like sick. the mob, the mafia. <laughs> yeah. If that was my goal in life, was to make sure that everybody around me feared me, yep. it'd be a pretty disgusting individual. Um, You'd be writing a lot of strongly worded letters, <laughs> <laughs> or they would be in response to me. But that's that would be that's not that something we we admire in people at all. And so to hear this, you you automatically think, yeah. you know, and you you almost think like an abusive father, kind of a, you know, who 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 would want them just to? Yeah, he's waiting right. for you to screw up so yeah. he can spank you, right? And it ain't going to be good when he does. So right. so because we have this kind of skewed idea of, of fear and in, in, in human relationships, people often define the fear of the Lord just to kind of mean have a good, healthy respect, just is that, reverence. Is that it, what yeah, he means reverence? Is that, right. is that is that what this is? <laughs> That's certainly part of it. Sure. Yeah, but I, I think there is an aspect where, like, we, we ought to fear God absolutely in, in in the way that you're thinking fear right now. The like, Bible like, gives us every reason to right, yeah. <laughs> like what's written and revealed to us. Yeah, they're, they're, like if you don't you don't have a pulse or or yeah. you just don't care if if you don't have a fear for God. Right. Yeah. He he owns everything. He creates created everything. He orders everything. He controls everything. He knows everything. He sees everything. He hears everything. Um, we ought to be afraid, in, in a sense, of, of that guy. Um, <laughs> you know. When you think about um, people that have encountered God in the Bible, I couldn't help but think in, a, you know, in Isaiah, in the chapter 6, basically, when, when Isaiah gets this, this picture of God in the, in the temple, uh, the holiness of God, he kind of gets this glimpse. And in Isaiah's response, he said, Woe is me, for I am lost, or I am undone. And he says, For I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Why did he respond that way? I mean, it, it, I mean it's just... Well, obviously, when you're, when you're in the direct presence yeah. of complete righteousness, then like, there, there, there is nothing you can hide behind in your sinfulness. Right. So, so at that moment, uh, there, there was a complete reality, clarity to who God is and who he is. Yeah. Right. Um, everything else was stripped away. 
there were there was no no uh, glass that he was looking no. through that was <laughs> foggy. It, it was clear. Yep. And, and so yeah, I mean the result is uh, on your face, you know. Well, and, and his, his instinct, not give me twenty, but like his instinct was to say <laughs> he, he understood that you know his uncleanness before God. Yeah. The minute he he was embraced, you know, faced with the holiness of God, yeah. he saw himself for what he was. Right. Yeah. And Peter did the same thing um, in in the situation um, with Jesus when uh, when they pulled the net in with all the fish. At one point, he said, "Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord." <laughs> he understood something about himself and who he was with. And I think that's when when Isaiah said, I, "I'm you know I'm undone." Mm-hmm. Uh, Woe is me! It, it's that idea of I can't be in the presence of this. Yeah, I can't be here God. right now. Yeah, like yeah. who who can be here right now? Yeah, and fear is is that's an appropriate you know response sure, at that point no. you know <laughs> to who you're with. Yeah. Uh, so if we understood God's holiness and majesty, I think. Um, so can I bring something? It, it would completely. That's interesting things. with this. Yeah. To me, because like I hear a lot of. Um, and I get where they're coming from, but I hear a lot of especially like reformed and conservative um, preachers who talk a lot about like, oh, if you just, you know, if you get saved because, you know, you're, you're scared of hell or the hmm. judgment of God, then uh, that's that's no reason to be saved. It needs to be because you love Jesus. And I hear that. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that, but I yeah. hear it all the time and it bothers me. So like there's a partial, like if that's the only reason why you have anything to do with God is, you know, to cover your butt then like i get that if you have no love for christ with that i get i get that but what what are your thoughts on that should 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 not the reality of who god is and who we are um like play a major part in like our salvation and our relationship with the lord and why we come to christ or is it just plain wrong is that just a wrong motive i mean i was raised roman catholic thinking i was fine with god for a long time yeah. And and then the moment that I realized that I wasn't the the the, the fear of hell, the fear of what was coming. Yeah. I couldn't help but think of Jesus's words in Matthew twenty ten twenty eight. I had him already down, but do not fear those who can kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and Boom. body in right. hell. Boom. And, it's, and then there's other verses that talk about how God is a consuming fire. Yep. In Hebrews. Yep. And then you know it is it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a exactly. living God. Exactly. Yep. Even the Book of Revelation. It doesn't make like, sense to not be afraid of right. this. Oh. No, Revelation's the same way, right? You're seeing you're seeing this outpouring of God's wrath, this this righteous judgment on the inhabitants of the earth, and um, and then at the end, it's like you know, take take heed to these words, don't subtract or add, or he's gonna, you know, and it, it's always there. There there is this threatening uh, imagery, you know, yeah. that should be threatening. Like we right. should look at it and go, gosh, I don't, I don't want that. You know what I mean? Like I, I think hell should play a big part. The fact that, that it is horrible, and it, and it is a judgment, should play a, a factor in us turning and waking right. up. You Absolutely. Know I mean? No, that drew. So me. I just don't get it when people are always downplaying that. Like, oh, that's just purely selfish if you use that as a reason why you come to the Lord. And it's like, not like it's like it's part of what God uses over and over. That's what again. Drew, that's what drew me to Him ultimately. And I think that even when we're preaching the gospel, we need to recognize there are some people that already understand their depravity. They need to hear about the grace yeah, of God. Yeah. There are some people that don't. They think that they're doing just fine, right. and they, they need to, to hear about the fear of the Lord. They need to hear about the, the you know the consequences that are coming their way, and so I think it's it's both and. Yeah. Um, Agreed. And, and when we preach the gospel, we should include you know if, try one. If that doesn't work, try the other. Because chances are you're going to hit, you know, you're going to hit where the people are, in one of those two mm-hmm. you know um, things. But why, why do yeah. you think people have such a problem with this idea of um, fearing God? Because we don't understand it. 
again, we're just projecting our own thoughts of fear on on God and considering yeah. him a bully that says you need to be afraid of me. And, and, and that's not what it is. We, we just don't understand. Um, not long ago, um, uh, Pastor Terry preached in Lapine, and uh, he preached a sermon called A Better Fear. Mm. And, and his whole kind of thrust of that message was that, you know, we fear all kinds of things in life. You know, we fear death, we fear loss, we, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. Um, but, but the Bible calls us to a better fear that, that we should fear, you know, the, the one who can destroy both body and soul. <laughs> and, and there's a healthy fear to be had. There's a reverence to be had there, absolutely, but there's a healthy fear to be had there yeah. as well. And, and it's just something that I think a lot of pastors don't talk about because yeah. we, we just don't understand it. I agree. I think we're, we're informed. That just like with jealousy, weren't that there could be a good one. Right. <laughs> We're informed with fear that that there could be a good one, and um, I think it looks dysfunctional to us um, that fear would be a part of that relationship. We just see dysfunction. Yeah. Okay, something's unhealthy here. Right. Otherwise, fear wouldn't wouldn't be there. Right. Well, and it's funny because if we were to categorize, as you were talking, I was thinking about that, if we were to categorize the things we fear in life, we probably wouldn't put God at the top of that list. Right. But if we do put God at the top of that list, and and kind of understand that, the rest of the things pretty well fade away. Right. I mean, they, they just kind of dissolve because this is the only thing I really need to worry about. And if this is right, the rest of the stuff doesn't matter. Right. But we don't get that. So there's actually a benefit in, sure. in getting that you know, prioritized right. Well, but, and if all God is is a judge, then, then we should walk around in fear all the mm-hmm. time, like cowering in fear. Yeah. But, but God isn't only a judge. You know, God is jealous, as we've talked about, because he loves us and he cares for us. And, and desires to have relationship with us like that that should kind of bring some balance to this the fear like yeah we should have this fear but also um, you know God loves us well I want to get into that in just a second but okay. I want to say both of these topics that we talked about so far jealousy and fear um, the reason we get them wrong is because we have a wrong view of man and a wrong view of God and, and if we can correct that these two things will come into focus just fine sure. but but we have way too high a view of ourselves and way too low a view of God and as long as that happens it exists we're not going to understand these things but mm-hmm. when we get that right we understand our sinfulness our, our you know worminess mm-hmm. before God and understand his majesty and his you know power and his all of these things it, it, everything kind of just flips around and right. comes into a right perspective yeah. I think which of course Calvin said those are the most the two most rightly so the two most important things man mankind could ever no, or yeah. or have the answers to is who is man and who is God because because yeah. everything else does fall underneath it or you know build stack upon it you know so yeah. yeah so does fearing God mean that that as Christians we live in 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 fear of Him or are scared of Him yeah. I am at times <laughs> okay. because because I know what He's capable of you know what yeah, I mean right. so there's times when like knowing His mercy um, is like okay like am I like how much is left in the jar. <laughs> <laughs> because because there's the other side where I know I know I rightly deserve the non mercy part you know what I mean and it's like he has every right mm-hmm. to um, to go ahead and o- open that can instead you know and and, uh, and and I'm not saying he will because his mercies are new every morning I mean we can again yeah. go on with the, all the other truths that go along with why we fear him but well and it's based on it's not based on what you've done it's based on what Christ has done on your behalf and that's yep. where it is that's why we have to go back to the gospel every time because if it's based on what I've done fear is the appropriate exactly response. exactly yeah, yeah. but it's, it's knowing and seeing <laughs> and having experienced the power right mm-hmm. it's kind of like the it's kind of like the ocean like you don't have to go in it to fear it like you can you can stand well back on the shore and watch it go off right and have a fear sure that is just a right fear yeah be, because of the, the the power of it not not right. that not that it's doing it to you 
but but you're you're witnessing it, you know, and, and you're at the same time you can be in awe of it. So, so, so rev- admiring the beauty of it. You can right? revere it. You can be right. in awe of it. So so all these things are are kind of uh, under the umbrella of this fear. Yeah. That's a good one, not a bad one, a healthy one, not an unhealthy one. Just from seeing and watching this thing right. go off to know what it's capable of and, and what it's able to do. So this is why I think when it says that fearing God is the beginning of wisdom. Yeah, I agree. Th- 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 this is what we're talking about. Yep. So, so, I mean, what is, what, is, what is this wisdom that we get from fearing God? I mean, what, it's a lot of what you guys are already talking about. Well, yeah. it's, it's not just understanding. It's a proper understanding. Yeah, applied knowledge. Yeah, street smarts even, if yeah. you want to call it that. I mean, it's kind of, that's what it's talking about. But, but this you know, one begets the other. And so what does yeah. it, what does it do for us when we understand this? There's a healthy fear in your ocean analogy that mm-hmm. says like, I'm not going out there right now. <laughs> you know, when it's raging, there's a healthy fear. that says that wouldn't be good. Agreed. Um, you it know, forces and, and us so, to God, to take God seriously. Right. I it mean, forces us to take God yeah. seriously. It forces to just, us to, to just navigate properly, to yeah, make right. proper decisions at right. the right time. Right. Yeah, yeah. To, to live the way that God calls us to live because he's, awesome mm-hmm. yeah it forces us to put him at the center of everything where right. he belongs if you you know again whatever you're whatever you're placing your fear in and i can do it right now when some things are going on in my life i can think of things that i i can i can make that the center of everything and i can let my whole existence revolve around that that that's where god should be i mean mm-hmm. that he is the center of everything and that's what and again not because i'm scared of him that he's going to smite me but because of who he is and i think that's you know it causes us to do that he's lord right yeah uh, it, it causes us to care more about what he thinks yeah. than what man thinks as well when we when we get this right. Well, I, I think it's interesting, like in the one, you know, the most popular text, you know, the fear of the Lord, where's that Proverbs, is mm-hmm. the beginning, the word beginning yeah. Starting point. of wisdom. So yeah. there, there, it almost seems to be a, a little bit more focused what Sol, uh, Solomon is talking about there. And that, I, I think, goes back to, kind of where I, where I was talking earlier about why sometimes we get saved why yeah we like I I believe that that knowing that that he should be feared <laughs> because of who he is what he's capable of and even what's coming our way you know what I mean yeah. um it is like the beginning of wisdom like my salvation yeah. point I'm not saying that was yeah Solomon's complete intention but I would all I would definitely include it in his statement like well, knowing the wisdom started when, when yeah. I feared God, yeah, like when you, it, when yeah, knowing the consequences that are coming your way and that you deserve, <clears throat> yes, and then knowing that instead He's going to give you love and mercy and grace through Christ. I mean, that that it's just an amazing thing that happens. So we yeah. don't have to live in constant fear, right? But but you still understand who He is and For the sure. power He has and all that kind of stuff. But it yeah. but it makes the gospel so much more precious mm-hmm. when we put him in that in that right and again it makes our worship so much more meaningful because we know who he is what he's capable of what he's done for us in christ it's a great thing Mm -hmm. both of these things are amazing i can't remember who it was was some missionary name you would know if i could remember who said this but um you know it was going somewhere where people were telling like don't go there it's dangerous to go there you know kind of a scenario Mm -hmm. and and his reply was something to the effect of like either the natives are going to get me or the worms are going to get me when i'm in the grave Mm -hmm. but but at the end of the day like you know fear god more than you know death in this life Mm -hmm. and fear god more than um you know what may come our way it's kind of agabus and paul too right right? like like, don't go to jerusalem next like they're looking for you and you won't even last 24 hours and he's like yeah i'm going yeah like like, i I gotta do this thing you know yeah. yeah. Well, and that's where uh, that, that's where it's a healthy thing to to keep that in that perspective of who he is and what he's capable of, and, and the fact that he holds us. Well, it keeps us from doing things we shouldn't, and it propels us to doing things we should. Yeah. Right. So, 
That's good. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got time, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hit this real quick because um, we, we're singing this song on Sunday, and it's one that I, I it's a hymn I love. Might be my favorite. Hmm. Um, Thomas is singing it this week, and it's uh, it's called Rock of Ages. And I'm reminded again of uh, somebody that kind of was talking about hymns and how they they like them, but they don't really understand them very much. And this was somebody that's been in the church for a long time, and this is one that's got some language in it that is kind of interesting to to consider. So I thought we'd just kind of run through it real quick. I'm gonna read the the verse and then ask you guys to tell me what it means or what you think it means or what we can gain from it. So, uh, this is the, uh, not the Def Leppard song, by the way, I already said that. <laughs> or, or, or the Tom Cruise this is, movie. This is a guy named Augustus Montague top lady, mm. top lady. Yeah. Who uh, only lived to name. be 38, by the way. It's kind of funny. And he was, uh, I think from what I read about him, he was kind of a cage phase Calvinist. He was a call staunch Calvinist. He used to get into it with Wesley. Wesley. Yeah, they got and he was even a Methodist Calvinist. The funny well. thing is this song, the very first line that we're going to read in a second here, actually was something that um, there's a book of prayer, I think, that, that Wesley wrote years before this, that it's almost verbatim, <laughs> which is kind of funny. <laughs> yep. But anyway. I, I would think that with the name Top Lady, that would take away from your caginess just a bit. It doesn't. Yeah. It's not real keep, threatening. Keep you humble. You know, like, come at me, Top Lady. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. it's, it's, not, it's not very good. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, that guy's writing strongly worded letters. The hymn is fantastic. <laughs> and, and part of the, the story of the hymn, whether it's true or not, uh, there's debate, but uh, there was a big storm, massive thunderstorm in England. Uh, he was top lady was trying to get a, find shelter and he found this split in a rock where he kind of hid himself to get out of the storm and this is where he got the inspiration for the song supposedly so it starts out saying uh, rock of ages uh Cle- who, who is the rock of ages let's just start with that right there oh you just gave yeah. it away yeah you're supposed to say what is the rock of ages and it's like it's oh. a who yeah, it's a who, yeah. what is the ro- sorry I'll strike that That's really what is the rock of ages <laughs> yeah i think most people get this part is right. it a really old rock is that what it is no. It's down in our office right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's this big rock sitting in our office. Like, On the table, that so get put a rock in there. That is not it. And no. No, clearly this is a reference to God, and I would say specifically to Christ. Hmm. So uh, we'll get into that. Rock of ages, cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy wounded side, which flowed, be of sin the double cure. Save from wrath and make me pure. So much theology in that first mm-hmm. verse. Yeah. Um, How many well, verses are you doing? Well, I'm going to go through the song. So How many verses are it. there? How many verses Four. are there? Four. This is hardcore right now. I yeah. know, but listen to that stuff. I mean, how good no, is no, that? No, that's good. How rich stuff. is that? I'm with you. What is the cleft yeah. for me about? What's he talking about? Open up. Like, uh, yeah, provide me a, a, a spot that I can tuck into, you know? And, and yeah. again, what like, it's like a cave. Think but, about what, yeah. what, what Old Testament story does this immediately take you to? Well, I, I actually read that it's debated which one he was oh. actually drawing from, but I, I would say that it was back in Exodus when God said, when I walk by, I'm going to tuck you into the spot, stick my hand out, and yeah. I, just kinda, I'm just going to walk by like this so you can't. And, and the, reason, <laughs> the reason was... So you don't die. So you don't die. Yeah. So you don't die. And this is protection. this protection, this beautiful idea of, of he's saying, God... Prepare a, you know, make a, make a spot for me to, to basically escape your wrath. So yep. this idea of protection, covering, and again, you think of Christ. So the very first thing that he says is, let me hide myself in thee, which is our life is hidden in Christ. Yeah. You know, it's the only way we're going to escape. But then he goes on to say how. He's not yeah. talking about a rock from yeah. Exodus. He's talking. Well, and then you've got the other rock. He's talking you know, about a sacrifice. Let the water and the blood yeah. from thy wounded side, which flowed. And again, you, you think again to the rock that Moses struck, that the mm-hmm. water flowed from, which again, we knew was a picture of Christ. When he struck it twice, he got in trouble. So you've got this idea of the water and the blood. Um, 
you know, being a sacrifice, du- yeah, sacrifice yeah, of right. Christ on the cross. And then he says, be, be for, of sin or be for sin, the double cure. I like that double cure. Yeah. It's doing, it's doing two it's things. It's taking stuff. care of two things. It's saving me from wrath and it's making me pure. Yep. It's just like, that's just so good. Mm-hmm. I don't know who writes this kind of stuff anymore, but that's, that's fantastic. People that yeah. only live to 36. I, yeah. 38. 38. But, yeah. That are Calvinists. Yeah, I guess. But I, I just think when we sing this, you know, on a Sunday morning, are we are we understanding this? Or we, no. you know, so it's so easy to sing things without realizing what we're singing. And right. this is this is just good. That that good that's stuff. I mean, very rich. In all fairness, that's why a lot of churches these days have gone away from hymns. Yeah, it's because they do want their people to understand what they're singing. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people, and and they don't have time during the worship service to sit around and do what we're doing right now. Right. Yeah. Which is unpacking every word and meaning. And so that's that's why they're they're often lost. Yeah. But they're amazing if you can sit down and kind of just yeah. comb through them a little bit. You well, know? here's the next one. So here we go. All right. Not the labor of my hands can fulfill thy law's demands. Could my zeal no respite know? Could my tears forever flow? All for sin could not atone. Thou must save, and thou alone. Again, strange language. What's he saying here? No, no, like, no works. This, this is not a works-based deal. Yeah. You can't do it. Yeah. Exactly. My labor. You can't cry stuff. enough. You can't, you know, have enough anxiety. To, My zeal, to, not to enough be enthusiasm. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You just, you're, 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 you got nothing. You yeah. got no game. Yeah. Yeah. It, no, no amount of anything I can do if it's up could to ever us, atone no for my sin. Yeah. You must save God and you alone. That's it. Good stuff. And then here is the third one, which is fantastic. Uh, nothing in my hand I bring. Simply to the cross I cling. Naked, I come to thee for dress. Helpless. I look to thee for grace. Foul, <laughs> I to the fountain fly. <laughs> Wash me, Savior, or I die. Why did you? Why did yeah. you smirk? So this foul? is funny because when Jordan Boston <laughs> was here, he he uh, one time was going through this in a sermon, and he he said foul, and he actually said like a bird, and he did he did some wings. Well, he was deep. He was deep in the cuts, <laughs> dude, with his yeah. sermon, and he's he's pumped up, and his blood's pumping, and his endorphins are firing off, and he's just going to town from the pulpit, and when he hits this part, like. In his sermon, he starts going like this, <laughs> and everyone's just like, "What the heck is he doing?" Right now? Anyway, different, was, different, yeah, exactly. different, uh, yeah, different kind of foul. Not, it was not, fun. not, uh, not the chicken turkey type foul, but yeah. the, uh, the the gross Something kind like of like a foul ball, like a bad smell. Yeah, bad smell, foul. So nothing in my hand I bring. Same idea. I can only cling to the cross. I'm naked, so I you need to dress me. I'm helpless, so I need your grace. I'm foul. So I need you to wash me. That's yeah. the idea. To the fountain I fly. Wash me, Savior, or I die. Just great stuff. Yep. Can't do it without him. Yeah. And then it ends with these words. While I draw my fleeting breath, when my eyes shall close in death, when I soar to worlds unknown, see thee on thy judgment throne. Rock of ages cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. He ends with the same, the same idea. Yep. Yeah, you're going to need it back. there. Yeah. It's it's the same thing. Unless our life is hidden in Christ, yeah. Unless He is the rock before the judgment throne. Yep. Before the judgment we, throne, we, kinda, we, we, we better have, have a rock to hide. So this is just yep. the beauty of Christ and what He's done for us and giving us a, a righteous covering before uh, before a holy God, which again just goes back to the you know the fear of God kind of stuff we were talking about. This is just one of those hymns that when you understand it and and can sing it in the context of what what He what He intended. Yeah, it's just what about it's the rich. melody though. Are you a fan of the melody? <laughs> really? Uh, it's usually we sing it sometimes. Not one of the greatest melodies. Easy to sing with. Easy to sing. With, and, that's and, kind and, of and, the point. And I know, like when Jordan yeah, used to you sing, you can have it, a good melody. And when Jordan right. used to sing it, he would, he would, he would, uh, 
kind of reggae it up a little bit. A little bit. And it, and it worked. So, Yaman. Yaman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. No, it's it's good, dude. I'm not saying you have to make make it your favorite. Part of it is the lyrics. I was just and I, and I tend to not listen to it's lyrics too often, but when I when I get the lyrics like this, and this is one that I know by heart, yeah. and so I'll I'll just find myself, you know, recalling it yeah, quite a lot. Sure. Yeah. And every time I just worship God mm-hmm. because it's this it's my story. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm stuck without Him. I can't do it. There's nothing in my hand I bring. I can only cling to the cross, and and He has provided a way for me to stand before His holiness. Mm-hmm. Through Christ, which is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about this reggae version of it. I can't remember how it went, but it was definitely yeah. a little bit more upbeat. It wasn't straight up. No, just, yeah, yeah. it just was more upbeat. I think it a lot of It was a that. little more, it was a little islandy. Just yeah, the, that's better. Like the, I don't know, the way the way it was strummed. But but like, it's legit. Yeah, it was yeah. good. No one had bad thoughts. It was good. Yeah. We all just did the, <laughs> the bird wings and sang. It was great. Yeah. We did the wave, bird nice. style. No. That's all I got, fellas. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Vegas. Now. Oh, that was quite a bit. No, well, no, that was just happy birthday to Cody in Vegas. That was it. So yeah, all right, maybe, very maybe, good. Maybe one of these days we'll broadcast from Vegas. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I hope, hope not. not. <laughs> I don't care if I ever go there again. Yeah, that is one of those areas I don't. Yeah. It's a I've never I, been, so I wouldn't mind going once. Just to oh, go. you haven't been? No, I've, Brent. Never been. I would say uh, Vegas, then Disneyland, as far as places I want to go. Have you been? I don't want to go to. No, I've been to Reno, and that was. Yeah, plenty. Not the same as Vegas. Yeah. I know, but it just felt the whole thing felt dirty and sinful. You don't want to go to Vegas. L- like, like okay. I didn't like it. The architecture <laughs> is amazing. Yeah, but apart from that, like I like everything it. that ha- happens within the walls of the architecture stays in the walls and, of the architecture. and outside yeah. the walls of the architecture. <laughs> <laughs> it's gnarly. Yeah, man. I saw I saw Ocean's Eleven. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I take Vegas over Disneyland. I you haven't been there yet, though. No, so I don't know. And I haven't been to Disneyland. But In yeah, my I mind, I, I don't know. Both of them are just, nope. They're different yeah. forms of misery. Yeah. In their own ways. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Somebody pray us well, with that. <laughs> with that. <laughs> Come on, Chad. Don't, don't get... I think I prayed last week. I think I prayed last week. Did you? I don't know. All right, I'll, I'll pray. I think I pray every week. All right. I'll do it. <laughs> God, thanks for today, and uh, thanks that we can laugh about some things and, and have fun and uh, and have uh, silly banter. Um, but more than that, God, we're thankful that we can talk about things that matter um, uh, in eternity. And so just pray today that you would uh, help us understand uh, more than we did before um, the fear of the Lord and, and just that you're jealous for us. Help us to understand what that means. Help it uh, inform the way that we live. Uh, and help it to not be lost on us uh, over time. And uh, we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's pretty bad when we fight over not praying. <laughs> I know. That didn't look good. <laughs> I almost just did it, but I thought I just did. You know, anyway. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org.